Because you feel so much better. You sound better. I do. Man, with them antibiotics. Listen, modern medicine don't owe me nothing. Take an antibiotic. I went to the doctor from the comfort of my living room (laughs) for the low price of $50. -hmm. I was able to be seen and properly diagnosed. Okay. Um, So, as you guys can tell, I am back. Right on. I am no longer ill. Mm-mm. My flare-up is down okay. and gone. So, we back up to normal. That's what all I'm saying. Shit. Listen, when I say my baby was on swoped, <laughs> part of that was from the lupus flare. Mm-hmm. But the other part was from this medicine she was taking that they gave her in the ER that she didn't know she was allergic to. Yeah. So, what had happened was... My mouth kind of swelled up. Roll up. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was almost like you said you had like glass in the back of your throat is what it felt like. Yeah, that was what my throat felt like. Um, the sore throat I had. It felt like I swallowed glass all day. Yeah, man. And like it was on fire. And it was like it was pushing through my eardrums at the same time. When I say she was measurable. And when my baby is measurable. Don't nothing good happen in the house when my baby is sick. Till you do right by me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was trying to finish my homework. I got cussed out. Me and Callie was just, we was just stealing the house. That's Callie, the, the super dog. We was just stealing the house. Shut up. I'm trying to tell you. It was serious. So, <laughs> she took some, um, what'd you take? You took some ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. Bring the pain in. Rain it in a little bit. It was so bad, you guys. I was taking about eight ibuprofen a day. Seven to eight. Which is way too many. Way too many. But I was in so much pain like and i have a high tolerance for pain but one thing with having an autoimmune disease is that you your pain is much more um profound than anyone else's yeah, it's definitely more pronounced. um it's more yeah it's more pronounced is it, it, it if it hurts y'all a little it hurts me a lot um and then another thing is until an infection is addressed and properly handled, my body is unable to get rid of it. Yes, you can't fight it off. I can't fight it off. So if I get the flu, I have the flu until I'm given antibiotics and steroids. Whereas everyone else, you know, you go through your 24, 48 hour and you're good. With me, Mm-mm. listen, I had a sinus infection for almost a month this time. It's like have it's like groundhog day when yeah. you're sick over same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. So until the doctor was able to diagnose me correctly, my first round of antibiotics and a Z pack didn't work. Um and so the infection just kinda took over. Um and it was affecting my lupus. I think it caused the flare up. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. And the pain was just bad every day. Like I was just lay here and sometimes just like kind of cry quietly. Um, cause it gets to a point where I know my wife can't, she doesn't really know what to do. And she's kind of like, I don't know what to do, but at the same time, like I try to comfort you. I try to hold you. You know what I'm saying? Like I try to let you know I'm here, but then I have to go to sleep cause I have to get up and go to work. And so I feel bad, but my body just takes over. It's like, you know, we done told her that we love her and everything, but we still got to get up in a couple hours to go to work. So I'm going to lay your black ass out. It was a few times when you were asleep this week where I was going to go ahead and Uber to the ER. And get fucked up. And I kept looking for the gate key. Like, I kept trying to find it. You know why you couldn't find it. Why? Because the Lord knew. 
that you didn't have <laughs> no business leaving this house without me. Well, I knew you had to go to work. It wasn't it wasn't listen, to be listen, spiteful. Listen. I knew you had to go to work. Listen, and I know man. how it is with me in the hospital. Hey man, listen. When I say I swore before God and that little Hispanic lady. What was her name? When we got married. I don't know, Lupe. I don't know what her Ooh, name you was. Racist. Listen. <laughs> I said, Lord, you give me this good woman. Betroth her to me. I will never. I, I promise y'all, I can't stand raise her. my I hand promise. to this beautiful black queen. I can't stand her sometimes. But you try me on this, <laughs> You get your black ass up out of here, and then I'm sleeping. I wake up and you're not here. I was gonna write a note. Fight, fight. It's a and I fight. It's I'm gonna beat your yes. <laughs> first of all, okay. You can have all the first of alls and your little was, necros you want. I was gonna leave you a note Fuck telling you, you hey, and that note you have to go to work, and so I understand you're getting your rest. When I say cuss, I will be back. I'm right around the corner. I'm gonna cuss you out. I knew you were gonna cuss me out, out, but like I knew you. Were and gonna I was gonna not talk to you for a while. Like no, you was gonna get the straight silent treatment. That don't work with me. You okay, okay, don't work with me. I'm gonna throw this whole thing on you. Whatever, man. <laughs> and I'm gonna catch you with both hands. Exactly. All I'm saying is, <laughs> is that you can't be doing that shit. I didn't. I was real tempted, but I didn't want to wake you up in December. And you couldn't you. find a gay key. How are you gonna get? How you I know that's what in? that's what stopped me. I couldn't find the fucking gay key because God was on my side. <laughs> and then I found it the day you were home. Oh, remember I was like, oh, I found a gate key. Uh-huh. That was when I found it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so anywho, yeah. welcome to Lady and the Stud. I am the lady. And I am the stud. And this is this week's episode. Right on. So my baby's got some juicy shit to lay down to y'all, man. Like, my topic is pretty, it's not lame, it's just more like, you know, relational shit about relationships and whatnot. She wants to talk about the relationships today. Um, But my wife has got, she told me about some shit that went down earlier this week that I just could not. Okay, you know, I can believe it. Fuck that. I was going to say I couldn't believe it, y'all, but I can fucking believe it because it's some sneaky motherfuckers out here. And I know y'all done heard about it already, but listen, y'all can right hear about it again. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead. Um. Okay, so pretty much white people are a very treacherous bunch. <sighs> and you know, I understand that we have... You know, Caucasian listeners. And we love y'all. We're not talking about y'all. Okay, y'all good. We're not talking about y'all talking Caucasian. About y'all. y'all not. We're not. We're not. We're talking about No, not about you guys. Okay. Mind the business of Paige. Okay. Okay. Um, so there was this big university scam amongst the Hollywood actresses, um, who were desperate to get their children into the top universities. These fools have ran a $25 million Mm, scheme mm, 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 where mm. they were paying people bribes. They were paying 2.5 million per child. They were paying $75,000 to have them take SATs that were fixed or, um, to get them into universities. Um, (laughs) listen, out. Listen, when my parents were alive, may they rest in glory. But when they was here, they were hesitant to give me $20 for gas so I could get back and forth to my two jobs, my nigga. Now, I know what you're wondering. What you need $20 in gas for when you got two jobs? My, that ain't none of your fucking business. What I'm saying is that they parents, my parents didn't love me that much. They'd be like, you better get your ass out here and study for this test. Mm-hmm. You the one that wanted to go to this Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. You want to go so bad, you better hit them books. 
Mm-hmm. What I look like paying for you to get into this damn school, and it's a good, a perfectly <clears throat> good community college right up the street. Here's my thing: was not doing that shit. So a couple of the women, there's a whole list. It's about thirty actresses. They've only named a few of them so far. Um, there was Felicity Huffman, Lori Laughlin, who's from Full House or Fuller House. Um, Felicity is from the show Felicity. If right. everybody remembers that, okay. Um. But my thing is, you already come from privilege. Monty. And the Caucasian. The Caucasian There's is that. privileged too. There's that. You have the complexion for the protection. Man. In the words of one of my favorite comedi- comedians. <laughs> um, so you, your children come from this space of privilege. And some fucked up moral fiber in you mm, mm, mm. found it to be mm. okay. Get them, baby. Get them. For over for a decade, y'all. This has been going on for a decade. They have they called it Operation Varsity Blues. They've been watching these motherfuckers, okay? Um the FBI was like just piling up shit. They fake testing centers. Wow. They made test testing centers that were fake. Mm-hmm. They were photoshopping these children heads on the bodies of fucking athletes. So it looked like they played sports. Listen. Let them know, babe. Let them know. The levels of treachery, man, are are, are 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 infinite. Here's the thing: it's like a seven layer dip. You know, you don't know what <laughs> shit you about to scrape to next. You just know it's a lot of layers to the shit. In the words of my beautiful wife, <laughs> "You trollish ass tramps, you! You just troll, just troll them, just <laughs> no good for nothing, tramps." Okay, just- you are. Garbage ass mom. So just so here's the thing. Some of the kids didn't know that their parents was doing this shit. So imagine being on campus, thinking you done made it. You you going to your dream college? You in class? You working hard? Hell, you might even be making the grades. Now that you up in that, now mind you, you couldn't pass the entrance exam. But once you got but in you that, but you know what? You just needed to get a th- toe. That's it. That's all. You minding your business on campus, and the police come up to you and be like. You under arrest. Or we got to take you with us. We got some questions about your mammy and your pappy. Man. In front of your whole clique, man. Your whole... Do you... Two of them already have dropped out of UC, uh, USC. Lori Laughlin's daughter. She had two of them in college. Is she like the like the head <clears throat> ring lady? or No. She... It's one of them was from Desperate Housewives. One of the actresses. I don't know her name. You know, white people start oh, looking the same. Oh, man. Um, Not Desperate Housewives. You saw her picture. You knew who she was. That's the same chick that was in Felicity. No. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The chick from Desperate. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know who you're talking about. But that's the only one whose name I can really remember. You know, I don't really remember these names. I feel you. Um, but two of her daughters, one of her daughters has a very popular YouTube channel where she has already partnered with, like, major brands, talking about her college experience. Like, her whole YouTube is centered around college. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. When I tell you I have never seen some brands drop people as quick as these motherfuckers got dropped. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. Lori Laughlin is nothing but Hallmark Channel. This is all this bitch does besides Fuller House. Well, Fuller House immediately let her go. And then Hallmark says, you know what? We're going to one-up you. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of you and we're going to stop running your movies. Do you see my white woman tears? They are salty and crispy and they are ready for oyster soup. This is what the fuck you you get when you think you can buy everything you want. I listen, I believe in money. I believe in the power that it holds, but I also believe that you know what, you got to use it for right. 
You can't be out here fucking around when you got that kind of power floating around in your bank account, your pockets, whatever, whatever, wherever you keep your coinage, whatever the case may be. You can't be out here doing it for the taking taking opportunities away from people who actually deserve them. So here's the tea, the last tea, the not last tea, but the the daughter of one of the actresses um on her YouTube channel, I guess she made a comment uh about a month ago saying well her father who's a fashion designer, he faked his way through college. Mm. So, you know, the I I don't believe this that shit the it, listen. I don't I believe a lot of people of privilege have faked their way through a lot of a lot of things. They paid their way, they faked it, and then they get to this place of privilege and they be like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, first of all, bitch, <laughs> you stole my straps. Okay. I'm gonna pull myself up. <laughs> Nigga. You remember that shit? Yeah. Who said pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Was it Trump? I don't know who that motherfucker was. That's a bootless strapless motherfucker. Yeah, because y'all motherfuckers stealing all the straps and the boots. And then got the nerve to Ooh. I know I seen some of these bitches on shit. on help the, the children get food and into school commercials. Listen, they dropped them too. You know the you know the infomercials where they play the sad yeah, music yeah, they and they show the kid too. with they the stomach like, sticking out. We ain't fucking around with them bitches. We don't need that thirty cents to feed that whole village that bad. We not doing as it. much as she done paid. This bitch could have fed all of Uganda. <laughs> Just because your child scored mediocre. <sighs> What's wrong with sending your child to a school that was at her level? What's the problem? She could have went to the University of Texas, oh. Okay, she could have went to University of Arizona, Arizona State. She, she could have went, went to Duke. She could have went to the University of Florida, Central Florida, anywhere. Anywhere. What is? It? Are y'all trying to create designer white people? I think they are. Like, do they have to look a certain way? Live a certain a, way. Live a certain way. Have a certain degree. Like, is it like a pedigree white person? Uh, but you know what? That ain't nothing new. Like a style because they've been doing that shit for a long time. What they call them? Um, I, I'm just saying, like, it's like keeping up with the Joneses type shit. You feel me? Like, they've been doing that shit for a long time. That's they that's damn near their whole existence. Well, listen, I don't know the what she caught up with. I don't bitches, know though, what nigga works at the Federal Bureau of Investigations <laughs> right now. But let me tell you what he had time for today. <laughs> he sent out three hundred agents this past week. Okay. He went to these bitches' places and sets of employment. They was acting out scenes and shit. They were driving around. All they sent three hundred agents around the country mm. to do a sweep. They gathered them like your local dope boy. You know when they do a sweep in your neighborhood, neighborhood. Oh. and you man, I seen that shit back in back in that man had all the essays to my brown people. You know what I'm saying to my. Listen, brown skinned people, that shit was wrong. This was just as Trump got in the office. It was. It they was, say they did a whole sweep, sweep of the yeah. neighborhood. Listen, they had all the essays sitting out on the corner, handcuffed. handcuffed. Yeah, that was bad. That's how them agents went out for them white women. Listen, in my mind, that's what I, I envision. This is, you want to know the scene? I'm going to paint real oh, quick. Oh, shit. You want to oh, hear it? Okay. This is my envision. This is my reenactment. Okay. okay? Go ahead. So, this is what's going to premiere on Lifetime. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, imagine. The Fuller House actress, the Full House actress shopping in like Whole Foods, right? Okay. And she's on her phone and she's like, oh, you know, maybe we can go to Tahiti. You know, the girls are doing great in school. Right, right. You know, so I think we should have a good family vacation in. Woo woo! <laughs> Ma'am, can we please talk to you? <laughs> Bitch, face hole all red. Is just a problem, officer? Ma'am, just follow us. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the fact they took your fingerprint, they treated y'all like some real live criminals like you are. They they took a mud shot. Them bitches paid to hide their mud shots. They stole people's dreams. They stole somebody's spot. Oh, they stole somebody's opportunity to have the brightest fucking future. They stole somebody's bootstrap. And the, the boots and the straps. So, you know, in, in, in the kindest way I could possibly think to say it, fuck them. Okay? I'm just going to be re- keep it real. Fuck them. Fuck them bitches. Now, for them babies that didn't know, they had to drop out of school or, you know, you can't go back to your college you was going to last week because your parents is all fucked up. I feel bad for y'all because y'all didn't know. But the motherfuckers, some of them kids did know what was going down and took full advantage. But it, if, if this is the example that they've had their whole life. Shit, they don't know nothing else. Mm-hmm. What would they know about being decent if this is the kind of people that are raising them? Right. They don't. They don't. Come on now. Stop hurting <sighs> these kids. At your own kids. Your kids ain't going to be able to forgive you. They're not. And kids forgive a lot of shit. That parents do. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucked up shit that parents mm-hmm. do. I know I'm a parent. So I know my babies done forgave me for all kind of fucked up shit I done done. But this right here though. Mm-hmm. Listen, if I'm getting ready to spend $2.5 million and per child. You ain't first of all going to drop out. Not only are you not going to drop out, nigga, you're going to be in an advanced scholar program. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you're going to be bionic and shit when you come from out of that motherfucker. And for you young people who don't know what bionic means, get on YouTube and YouTube the bionic woman or the bionic man. You have a $6 million brain when you roll up out of that motherfucker. You're going to have a cure for cancer, AIDS, herpes, the hiccups. I don't give a fuck what it is. If I'm paying them kind of coins for your black ass to get into an Ivy League school and to pass all kind of tests and shit. I basically did it all for you with the exception of taking the test for you. That being said, here to forthwith, now and forevermore, your brain is going to be the brain of all motherfucking brains. I want no back talk. I won't hear no shit. None of that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. That was my little rant. I apologize. All right. Did you get that out your system? I did. I did. I want to reiterate this week. Please seek mental help if you need it. Um, we on that shit heavy. We are on it heavy. Listen, when I say we going through with our families, I just want the black community to take their mental health man, serious. Man. Um, and, and to just, I, I'm making it my goal every week. To say, go talk to someone. Well, yeah, we're going to put some emphasis on that shit. Put your pride down. Seriously, we talked about it last week. We getting ready to get deep in y'all's asses about it because, um, listen, we ourselves have had to do it to take the necessary steps to make sure that we are, our mental health is good. You know, we have our ups and downs. We have our good days and our bad days. But you know what? We didn't just leave this shit like it was just going to somehow magically go away and everything was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I couldn't work my mental health issues away and I work a lot and I still couldn't, I couldn't keep myself busy enough. They affected me, my relationships, hell, they, affect, they affected the relationship with my pets. The shit just, <laughs> even my dog was like, I just can't fuck with you. I can't deal with you no more. I can't. I just rather be out here on these streets and dealing with your crazy ass. I can't so, deal with you. I'm just saying like, this shit's real. It's so important. It's important. It's okay. It's okay for you to have a healthy relationship with the people that you love. You're not a weak person for that. You're not, you know, you're not lazy. You're, you're, there's nothing negative about that. It's okay to, to, to like have a healthy, happy relationship with your siblings, with your parents, with your cousins, with your aunts, hell, with yourself. 
Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay to not feel guilty for loving yourself, for for buying yourself something nice as hard as you work, or for being excited and boasting about that A that you got in that class that was really difficult, or mastering that dish. That you, it's okay to love yourself. And, and, t- and sometimes you got to stop and love yourself, not with just material things, because I like those things too. Those things are great. But you got to learn how to love yourself in a way where, you know what, you know what, I go to the gym and I work out. I, I eat right. You know what I'm saying? I don't put junk mm-hmm. in my body, but yet mentally you still fucked up. Mm-hmm. You carrying around some type of guilt or shame or somebody told you you had to be, you know, something you never wanted to be or whatever the case may be. You felt like you wasted time, years off your life. It's never too late. It's mm-hmm. never too late. It's never a bad time. To, to make it your business to take care of your business. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm just keeping it 100% real. Listen, going to the doctor and letting a professional, the one that I could trust, by the way, not just anybody. Because he was white and I don't always trust them. But still, like, um, he really sat me down and was like, I see it. Like, you ain't got to sell me on it. You don't have to tell me. He straight up looked at me. It was like, he said, I see your anxiety. That's how bad it had gotten. Like I was on edge. And he's like, I hear your stress. He said, I know it's some deeper issues there. Just trust me. And I I let this man do his job. You know what I'm saying? I let him know if he didn't, we was going to have some problems, but I let this man do his job. And I, I don't, I, I don't regret one single moment of it. Mm-hmm. Not one single moment because finally I'm at a place where like, I'm feeling better. Good, good, good. So get help because listen, we can't sorry, pray it away. I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You had to say what you had to say. Yeah. Um, I think I'm becoming better with my anger. Absolutely. Um, I'm realizing that I'm at a space where I'm just I realize how important peace is. Mm-hmm. And how it affects my health. Mm-hmm. And so if that means I'm just quiet in a motherfucker, I'm just quiet. Like, I'm going to just go ahead and eat my edible. And um, let it I'm going to just let it do what it do. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to stress out because it's just it's just not worth it. It's not. So what do you want to talk about today? Um, I was going to talk about the importance of friendships. Okay. In relationships. All right. But you had another thing that you was going to talk about tonight. Well, we just go back and forth ping pong. And that shit was really good, what you was going to talk about too. It's going to come to me. So I had to ask my wife. I talked to my wife about this earlier because we sometimes we run by each other what we're going to talk about tonight or whatever the case may be. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just kind of spring it on each other. But I brought it up to her tonight and the conversation was really interesting. Like, one of the things I love about our relationship is that... Um, we're transparent with one another. Mm-hmm. Like we really, we know how to be honest with one another without hurting each other. Yeah. And that's something that we've kind of learned how to do. Right. Um, but I had talked to her about the importance of friendships in when you're in a relationship or when you're married. And that's one of the things I love about being married to her is that I love that we have a really good friendship with one another. Like we're very loyal to one another. Very. Um, I think of her as being someone that's very trustworthy. She's extremely trustworthy. Um, when she, when she loves you and cares about you, you're going to get two things from her for <laughs> sure. You're going to get the truth, 
But you gonna also know this is somebody that you can trust. You know? Mm-hmm. Because you got motherfuckers that'll tell you the truth, but you can't trust them any further than you can throw them. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, I love that about you, that I know that you have those two qualities and you are very you were very liberated with me when it comes to those two things. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I, I'm really grateful for the trustworthiness because I've been in a relationship where someone was, that's all that she wanted to do was betray me. It seemed mm-hmm. like, and so to have to be married to such an amazing woman who, like, you make it seem so normal. Mm-hmm. Like this is how people are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And not having experienced that, but having it in my life now is like a big deal for me. Like, it's not something that I take for granted. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that it feels, for, even though it does sometimes feel foreign to me. Um, like, I I know how precious it is. Mm-hmm. I know how precious that quality in you is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that you can be trusted. You're not someone who wants to betray me. Right. Right. You know, I'm very I'm very protective, sometimes overprotective, but betraying like that. That's not a part of who I am as an individual. True that. You know, once like you said, once you're in my once I'm in your space and I view you view you as someone who I can love right. and I can protect. Right. Um, And that I won't feel stupid for doing so, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that's about with me. Like. I do have a fear of giving my goodness to the wrong people. Right. Um, just that's a legit, there's validity in that. That's, there's, that's a legitimate fear. Yeah. Well, sometimes it makes you overly cautious with people. Like <laughs> we, with this conversation, I mean, it's, it's a great conversation, but I know where, I know where this conversation, you know, we talked about our gifts. Yeah. Um, like your gift is that you can see people's bullshit. Unfortunately. A mile away. Unfortunately. My gift, on the other hand, is I see the love and good in people. She does. And I hate that shit. She's just a big old <laughs> teddy bear. I hate that shit. Babe, don't be telling them that. You are. Don't you my, you I'm my, with you. You my teddy bear. That's all that counts. Uh, but, but, yeah, but, but she a thug in the streets. Okay. Shit. Don't get fucked up. Do not get, get wet shit up. Get twisted. Get wet up out here. <laughs> <laughs> by a real OG. What you laughing at, baby? You're not supposed to be laughing at <laughs> Anyway. Because why are you saying I'm looking at your dimples and you're so cute? You know what? We was talking about our gifts. Mm. I love you too. I love you more. <laughs> and like her gift is that she can see, she can listen. It's she, something in me. She knows when you're not real. Yeah, it's something in me that can feel it. Like I can feel it. I can see like your little ticks when you notice that I notice it, like that you fucked up. Um,. I can feel your energy. Um, I can. It can literally physically affect me, mm-hmm. where I become nauseous mm-hmm. or my stomach starts to hurt around that person, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't know what it is, but I don't fucking like. Them. She taught me how to. You taught me how to be more protective, but you also taught me how to recognize people's demons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how we went from talking about friendships and marriages to this, but. <laughs> It's a good route. Listen, it's a good conversation all the same. (laughs) Plot twist. You taught me how to recognize when people are kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. Like by their energy. Yeah, because it's real. Because listen. If you could read energy, you can read a room. Woo! And if you can know the room that you're in, the climate with the company that's in there. Yeah. You know how to maneuver. You have the you have the authority over the room. They just don't know it. And so you can be more protected. Yeah, like when I sense 
like there was this chick at work. Her energy was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was bad. It was so bad. When I tell you, I ran. I packed up my shit. I moved to the other <laughs> side of the room. Like, I can't. I can't. Because that energy will get me in all kind of troubles. The moment she said the wrong thing to me. Poor thing. She's been through a lot. She you know, has, She has. Yeah. But here's the thing. You're not going to take that shit out on me. You know, the one thing about reading energy is that, A, I found that people do one or two things with me when they recognize that I recognize their spirit. Mm, say that again. When they recognize... That I recognize mm-hmm. their spirit. Okay, okay. They become uneasy with me. Ooh, wee. They become very uneasy Because you done found their asses out. Um, event, what happens is they become aggressive toward me. Mm. And I think it's because they think it'll scare me, but it doesn't do anything. That shit don't happen when I'm around. I literally just watch it. Mm-hmm. And I watch their their movements and I watch how unsettled they are around me. And it's like, I haven't done anything. Like, right. my wife has watched me. I can sit quiet. Mm-hmm. And just my presence, being able to see through the, the fake shit, the facade that they put up, mm-hmm. um, it makes people uncomfortable. Or they get to a thing where they want to become overly friendly with me as if they can kind of, like, fool me. <laughs> um, <laughs> like they become like extra, you know. They want to reach out. Let's hang out. Let's do this. Meanwhile, I'm like, mm, no. Um, but thanks, girl. You know, I'm never nasty with them. But I once I have that knowledge of who they really are, like something about their spirit is just not good. Um, I just stay away from it. You know, I keep it cordial, keep it professional, whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't cause a scene about it, but I don't go out my way to form any partnership with them. Yeah. And I know not to really trust them as far as I can see them. And you know what? I think my, my keenness for it is, you know, sometimes it's activated in different ways. Like I told you, you taught me how I could read people's energy. Mm-hmm. But also, too, now that stench. Oh, yeah, I told you about the stench. Yeah, that comes from people. Mm-hmm. That's how you know something something ain't right. So what I said the other night, something in the water just ain't clean. Listen, <laughs> when you're dealing with a motherfucker and they have a stench, I didn't say a scent. <clears throat> We're not talking about must. Mm-mm. I didn't say an aroma. Mm-hmm. This is a stench. Some people have a smell that you can't identify. Yeah. But it doesn't smell good. That's the thing. It's like a, it's a, it's an odor that emits from their pores. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know some of you know what the fuck I'm talking about because I, when it first happened to me, this was the incident with my former friend was when I first came across someone who had an, a stench on them mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out. And the only reason why I knew noticed it was because my other friend was with us and she, she noticed the smell mm-hmm. and I was like, it smells like, I don't know. It's like basement. It's some type of odor. Nick, not basement. Like not even just because <laughs> some people have basement that don't stink, but like it's, it's a smell that's murky. Mm-hmm. If murky had a smell, it's that. Yeah, And it came from her pores. And ever since that incident with her, I've been very aware of odors. Mm. Um, and so when you first came to me and said, you you know, did I notice someone had an odor? Like a, a, a stench on them. Mm-hmm. And when we say stench, yeah. it's something they can't get rid of. They can take a shower. It don't matter. They can put on perfume. It don't matter. They can put on deodorant. I know y'all think we crazy, but listen, if anybody... Somebody is, don't. Somebody don't. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you ever been around a really vile, spirited person, mm. think of what they smell like when they're around I you. I don't want to think about it. 
I'm not talking about the perfume. No. I'm not talking about the hairspray. I'm not talking about that. It's either. something, uh, some type of smell, even if it's a small whiff. Some of that vileness from the inside you know, like comes you throw up out. In my mouth a I'm bit. sorry. I'm sorry. You know what? It 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 smelled like black hair care products and sour pussy. That's if I had to really mix that up together. And um, yes, yeah, it wasn't good. Anyway, um, <laughs> what? That's what. That's what. It, that's what she reminded me of. Uh, which is not. It's just not healthy. Black hair care products. Like, you know, when you get a fresh perm, black hair care product. Oh, God, yes. And like. The A, the sulfur. Yeah, yeah. And sulfur. sour. Yep. Pussy. I don't know what sour pussy sound like. And you don't want to know. You don't, you don't want to know. I'm not familiar it's, with it's that. It's tanked. It's bad. So. It's like bad. Nonetheless. Or those. We talked about those energies. Yeah, things like. Good. Let's Arby's circle. Let's circle back. <laughs> Hanging out the light lamp. Too oh, now, God. Like, you started this shit. Now the vision is in I'm my sorry. head. I'm seeing, yeah, green vaginal lips and shit right now. Wow, that was too much. I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, okay. You know, we talked about those. What she taught me, but that's important in a friendship too. I know you can't unsee that. I can't unsee that. It's, it's important in a friendship too. To you know, like with those special friendships or in a marriage in that friendship. Like she's someone that has taught me some really important things. Um. I think when she first met me, I was just wide open out here. I was completely unprotected. <clears throat> and then the more she catching got, all type of spiritually transmitted diseases, man, just <laughs> bad, bad. And people didn't give a fuck about inflicting their spiritual diseases on me. They didn't care. Um, they didn't care about my space. They didn't care about my children. They didn't care about my home. They didn't care about my time, my money, nothing. It was all about them. And that's, that's not a friendship if you're dealing with that type of spirit or that type of person. And the reason why they continue to choose to be around you is one, because you're wide open. You're just an open vessel for them to pour into in a bad way. But also, too, they've manipulated the situation between you two so much. They know that there isn't pretty much anything they can't get away with. <coughs> Excuse me. Nonetheless... In our relationship, even as friends, she's always teaching me something new mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, I think the things that I've taught you have come more from life experience. Mm-hmm. But I'll give credit where credit is due. Some of the things that you've been through in life have definitely taught me some some valuable lessons, you know, mm-hmm. that have helped mold and change me for the better. But also too, just your vast, she's so fucking smart. The knowledge that you have. Like, you always, you hit me with that fun fact. I'd be like, oh, hell. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm getting ready to hear some outrageous shit that I ain't never heard before. Just all kind of, like, you turned me on to the, we just watched a documentary on Jonestown tonight, oh. y'all. Callie. Stop it. Don't even do this shit. Um, And so, she uh she taught me some stuff. This, and she's, she turned me on to the whole Jonestown thing. So we watched this documentary tonight because that's the kind of shit my babe likes to watch. My wife likes to watch is Jonestown documentary shit like that. Or just documentaries in general. And it just really took me to the next level of, you know, what the fuck. (laughs) But that's the kind of like stuff she, she pours into me. Like she increases my knowledge, makes me aware. Callie Crate. Sorry, you guys. The, the, <laughs> the pit bull is acting up. 
She thinks she owns the air. Yeah, she hears people outside, so she's getting a little huffy. Um, so that's my that's my little thing that I wanted to bring up tonight. Tonight, the importance of friendships in marriages, the importance of friendships in relationships, um, and how vital they are to I think to having a happy marriage. Uh, like I think that the fact that my wife and I are, we look forward to seeing one another at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I literally get excited when I drive home from work and I get to come home and I see her or we get to talk or talk about the day, play some Uno, have dinner, have a drink, you know, smoke, whatever, whatever it is that we decide to do. I know they think I'm a wee head. I mean, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but I'm just saying like. Whatever it is we decide we're going to do, we do that in love. Yeah. And in the spirit of, like, this is my best friend and I can't wait to see her. When do you think we turn the corner into best friendry? It had to have been after you moved in. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. In 2017. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was definitely after you moved in. We just started, like, that took our, our relationship and our friendship to another level because. We got to spend so much more time with one another. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like didn't have a choice but to get to know one another. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we learned new things about one another that kind of shaped and molded us to the people that we were then. But I think in some way, in our own silent way, we, we agreed and decided that, you know, those things that have hurt you or those people that have mistreated mistreated you... I'm going to love you through those things. Yeah. And I'm going to protect you at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was a game changer in our relationship too. Mm-hmm. You know, that, so, it was like a silent mutual agreement yeah. <clears throat> that we had made. Um, off topic, redirect. I was inside of the, one of the little Facebook groups and someone posed the question of, is it possible to move forward after someone has cheated mm-hmm. in a relationship? Um, and so I figured why not, you know, tackle the topic, why not dive into it? Um, we both have experience in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. so I'll lead, I guess I personally, the way I am as a person, how I'm set up, I don't do infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I don't is because I give too much in relationships. You know, I'm very loyal. Um, even in my meanest moment where I'm really fed up or I'm tired and I want to quit. Like we had a really dark moment in our relationship, probably about a year into it, a year and a half to into it where I became really angry. Mm-hmm. And I really like, that was actually a point where I was really ready to leave the relationship. And, um, it was something that happened between us that bothered me like on a real, on a whole nother level. Like it made me feel betrayed. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point thinking like, you know what, I'm going to just be, you know, a shitty ass girlfriend, whatever. That thought didn't last five minutes because that's just not who I am. Like, I don't have the time to pour love into someone and then turn around and bullshit somebody else. Yeah. Um, I don't have enough. I don't have that multi multitasking ability. And so I've never cheated in a relationship. Um. And, you know, I I know people like, you're right. No, but I really haven't. Um, I have been cheated on. Um, For me, was it something I was able to forgive? Yes, it was something I was able to forgive. Does that mean that we were okay? No. 
Um, I faked the rest of the relationship. I didn't trust them for shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very resentful of them. It made it easier for me to be mean. Um, it was almost like I stayed in a relationship out of spite. Mm. Um, just to prove a point. And while I was in a relationship because they had cheated and I knew that they had cheated and they knew, um, I had the upper hand in some ways. And so I use it as a way to get back. And then once I was done getting what I wanted out of it, mm -hmm. I discarded the relationship. So I wasn't able to bounce back emotionally mm. and be like, oh, I love you. I don't even think I said I love you after that. Like, I started revoking my love. Mm. You know, that's the type of person I am, mm -hmm. which may be petty. You know, maybe I haven't reached that point of, you know, maturing or, or growth. <laughs> Um, but I'm very aware of the type of lover I am mm -hmm. and the type of love I give. And if that's not enough and that's an invite for you to step out on me, you don't deserve it. Speak. So I give good love. Damn mm -hmm. it. It's more than a song to me. Mm -hmm. I know what kind of lover. Um, and so once I catch wind that, you know, you want to dive in somebody else's pool, mm. well, you can stay your ass there. There it is. And that's my take on it. I like your pool, though. I know you do very much. Okay. It's like a warm sauna. It's like a warm sauna. It just comforts Does me. Does it warm your soul? Yes. It I comforts like, me. I like when you dive in I face forward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. As for me, I was... <clears throat> in my defense, I was really young and dumb. But I'm not going to make an excuse. Like... Um, I got cheated on. I was in a relationship with someone for 16 years. And I got cheated on multiple times in that relationship. I didn't know my value or my worth. Um, and that show that showed. Um, I ended that relationship when I was about 24, 25. And then 16 years later. Damn, how old was I? Was I almost 40? It's almost 40. Yeah, 16. Because 25 is 35. And then 15 from that is 40. I was so 41. 41. Yeah. That's fucked up. <clears throat> I ended that relationship. I did. 2013, I ended that relationship. And I'm so grateful that I did. Like, it's the highest form of betrayal. Other than murdering somebody in cold blood. It is the highest form of betrayal cheating on someone. That you look in the face and you say you love every single fucking day. And you know you're getting ready to go out here and fuck somebody else. I don't care what kind of excuse you make it. Oh, well, it's just about the sex. Nope. Not to that person that's being cheated on. It's not. Um, it was It was bad. It was real bad. And I think that I, I chose to forgive her. Not so that I can continue to be a reproach like a fool. But we had kids involved in the relationship. And I had made a commitment to those children. And she knew that. And she knew that I wasn't going to waver from that commitment because of the type of person that I am. Because I am someone who is, I believe, in integrity. And I practice and show my integrity every single day. And I am someone of good character. And I am someone who's kind and generous. And she took complete advantage of that. And that's okay. Because what comes around goes around. Um, but I'm not here for the betrayal. 
I'm not. I um, I did not cheat in that relationship, and I'm glad I didn't. Opportunities came about, but I even after, and this was after she had cheated on me a couple times. I still chose not to indulge. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because I don't think I would have been able to forgive myself or look myself in the face every day and still try to be the good woman for my daughters that I've, I've always tried to be. Mm-hmm. The example that I've always tried to be. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just... it's It, it can be a sensitive subject sometimes, but I don't fuck with people who have that energy either. Listen, if we ever meet and we cool like that, that's great. But if you're the kind of motherfucker that cheats on your female, don't don't even ask if you can hang around me because the answer is no. What do you mean? Like that's a we? It's a sensitive subject. Like, um, like it's 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 sensitive because the idea of like um, my parents, even though they were married for fifty six years, they weren't happily married for fifty six years because. At first, my dad cheated on my mom, and then my mom turned around and cheated on my dad. So it caused some problems, you know, mm-hmm. some real turmoil in the marriage. Mm-hmm. I think I had gotten to a point as a teenager where I just would rather them get divorced. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It got to be that bad. So it's a sensitive subject because it's it puts a bad taste in my mouth. Like, I don't cheat. Like, I, just like I told you earlier today, I would rather walk away from this relationship. Mm-hmm. Than to betray you because it's actually a I, it's like actually me betraying myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I have to be as ma- uh, on my grown woman shit and be completely mature about it, cheating on you is cheating on myself because I really make myself look like a fucking fool. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I made a commitment to you. I made a vow to you to love you and respect mm-hmm. you and honor you for the rest of our lives together, and it's not something that I take lightly. Mm-hmm. It is not something that I take lightly at all. And I meant that. Um, and I love how we got married. You know? Yeah. I do. I love how we got married. Because it wasn't extravagant or elaborate. And it wasn't a show. It wasn't a performance. We didn't have anything to prove to anyone else except to each other. Mm-hmm. And I love that mm-hmm. so much. And I'm not getting ready to throw that away on some random pussy. Absolutely not. When I got the best... In my bed every single fucking night. I think what happens is that And it's healthy and it's organic and it's pretty. I just (laughs) want to throw that out there. I think what happens is that people get bored. Like I see the question of lesbian bed death a lot. Mm. When you've been married for so long. I ain't never seen that shit. And What is it? Lesbian bed death. Like when the sex just dries up. Mm. Um, And... With all the contraptions you tell me they got out here, Listen. motherfuckers letting they they sex bed dry up. And they give I got to come in here in a clown suit <laughs> with a rainbow dick on. Okay, be sending Callie to her crate, and I'm putting my motherfucking clown shoes. There it all. I'm saying okay. this is a big red shoe review, my nigga. Like we gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. You gonna have all kind of clown paint on your face in just, some other areas. All okay. I'm saying is, just follow the red I, kisses. I, okay. How do they, they let their marriage bed get dried up out here? Evidently, that's a thing. You know, they say like when you know certain ages come about, or mm-hmm. if they've been married for a while, that they kind of you know their sex life goes down. Get you some horny goat weed. 
speaking of horny go weed, I <laughs> have been sick long enough. I <clears throat> I'm so ready to hump my wife. And this yes, is, here's the thing: I was sick for about three weeks. Jesus. And then our fucking lesbian cycles happen, <laughs> so I have to wait. And I'm so upset. Listen. Oh my gosh. Okay, that was random. I just had to let that You're out. Not as mad as I am about it, but don't worry. But I, I guess you know some people don't look worry. at it as, <laughs> um. You know, like, if they're not purposely looking. Like, I saw someone say, well, sometimes you can't help what happens. Like, that was someone's comment underneath the question of cheating. Cheater. And Only a cheater would say She was saying, like you that. know, sometimes things just happen. You know, you can really love your partner, your, your girlfriend, but something just happens, like, outside your control. And I'm like, well, you do know there were steps that led to that incident. Right. It started with you getting the motherfucking number. Let's mm-hmm, start there. Mm-hmm. That wasn't under good intention. And then it followed when you had conversations that shouldn't have mm-hmm, been having. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't just go from saying, hey, how you work next week to let me suck on your pussy. Like, no. That, that there's a middle ground there, there that you... There might be some motherfuckers out there I'm getting, getting sure. down like that, but... Well, you know, bless their lips and the bacteria <laughs> growth that's on them. Wow. Um, but I feel what you're saying, though. I feel what you're saying, like... <laughs> It don't just happen overnight. It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. Um, and so from our side, um, I think we're a hard pass on, you know, trying to repair a relationship after cheating. You know, people always say, well, you'll throw away a whole relationship over something that happened. Well, the person threw the relationship away. The moment you decided. The moment you decided it was okay to do, to that, do that shit. Um, you, as your partner, you should have more respect for me to, than to ever let someone else feel as if they can take my place. Right. Um, if you're not happy, that's one thing. If you want to end the relationship, you're just not feeling complete, not feeling whole, you know, feeling as if, you know, you're losing yourself in it, then okay, that's another thing. But when you're com- telling me you love me and you turn around and you just out here just fucking around with somebody else, smiling and kiki and ha ha and some other motherfucker's face, you know what? Go home to that motherfucker tonight. Try that shit out. Let them try out your temper tantrums and your short temper and, you know, or your obsession with shoes or your fucking dog and your family problems and shit and just whatever the case may be. Like, and that's from both of our, like, my babe puts up with a lot of shit. Sometimes I just have to stop and tell her randomly, I don't know how you deal with my motherfucking ass. She does say that though. <laughs> I will just randomly tell him, just be like, I don't know how you deal with me because I'm a damn mess. And I say the same. I think about my PMDD and my rage and... My temper, and it was it was a handful when we first got together. Listen, she's tame now. I am tamed at this she done point. Con- Listen, and I almost got my head chewed off today. Goddamn it, and she's still tame. My baby, you didn't done get con- your head chewed. Yeah, when? Yeah, we almost got into it early today because I shut the door after. No, the that show. was the other day. Oh, was that yesterday? Yeah, you got your days mixed up. The edibles fucked you up. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> you done but even the whole still, day. even still, I have because I slept through a whole fucking day. You did, but even still, like. <laughs> You know what? It's just not a whole lot of good motherfuckers out here. Yeah, you yeah, you look at your twenty percent that you complain about and you think like, is it worth going out there to a whole bunch of twenty percenters? Right. It's not. I'd rather be a fucking nun and learn how to crochet <gasps> than deal with some of you goddamn studs out there. Cause listen, <laughs> y'all got the right ones that y'all fucking over. Listen, you it just takes using up. And using up. Y'all got the right ones. The women who have something to lose, women who are really good hearted, they not gonna deal with that shit. Mm-mm. Like they're just not. They're not here to invest in you and invest emotionally into you, financially into you. 
and and just be there for you to turn around and just be on some flam flam unreliable unreliable shit to treat him just like a nigga would because that's what they could be out there getting so i have you know she has her 20 percent down i look at that like man she, i don't know how she deal with my crazy ass like <laughs> i am an emotional mess sometimes <laughs> um some of it i can't control like i really try to think of like because i'm pmdd right now um sometimes before i message my wife i have to think about how i'm saying it because my mouth is the first thing that happens with pmdd like i become really reckless with the way i say shit mm-hmm. and so Earlier today, I was about to go to a grocery store and I was like, let me ask her if she's going to be back in time because if she's not, then I'm going to just Uber so that we don't have to be out late. Well, as I was writing it, I looked at how it looked and this is being aware. Like I'm really onto awareness right now. Um, you have to be aware when you are not single. You have to be aware of your partner's feelings and how things can be interpreted. Um... Even though it's not your job to fix everything, it's consideration to me. Um, Especially if you know certain things can trigger them Mm -hmm. or certain things can be read a certain way. Like you you have to be aware. And so I looked at the text message and the first way I had it worded, it it was literally like it came from my mouth. Like how much longer are you going to be? If not, I'm going to go to the store or something like that. And I looked at it and I was like, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean it this way, but she could take it that way. Mm-hmm. So I went bloop, 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 and deleted, deleted it. <laughs> and I rewrote the text message just to avoid miscommunication. Sometimes you got to do that. And I was like, I don't want her to take it. This can be read in a snappy tone. Now I have to be considerate. She's a woman too. She can get big. She too. <laughs> Okay, she have her moments. She know I don't get bitchy though. <laughs> she know I don't. So out of consideration, I'll cons- you know I'll look at how I'm wording something in a text message, or I'll just call her just so it's not lost in translation. Lost in translation. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you have to be considerate of those things, and, and a lot of people just don't want to do it. So you find somebody that can work with your twenty. And can handle your 20 and has learned to deal and maneuver around it. Listen, you you be glad. Rejoice and be glad in it. Ooh, and there it is. Re- and it's not saying to settle. Sidebar. This girl posted in the group that she had met this stud online. And the stud lives about hours and some change away from her. And so she has to drive to her for their first date. And um, she said the stud told her where they were going to go to dinner. And it was a Chinese buffet. (laughs) And the film was like, so is it wrong that I'm about to block her? Or (laughs) And everyone jumped on this girl's neck in this group, right? Now, here's my thing. I don't think the girl was wrong. If that's not her standard, why go into a, a situation that can turn into something Letting someone feel this is what I like. She was like, I don't even eat at buffet. She said, I ain't been to a buffet in 20 years since I was a child. She was like, what I look like going to a buffet and I'm a grown ass woman with a grown ass career. <laughs> and already I'm driving an hour to you because you ain't got a car. Uh, that's so that's you, a red flag. So you can't take me to a regular ass restaurant. <laughs> and everybody got up in arms. Oh, you shallow. You gonna be single the rest of your life. And I'm just like, oh, so now y'all motherfuckers want to be sensitive and talk about have an open mind. But y'all stay coming for big girls. But it's y'all preference then. 
No, standards are the same thing. If you don't want nobody fluffy, don't be mad with somebody who got something. Don't want to go to the fucking all you can eat for seven ninety five buffet. Standards are standards, bitch. Standards are standards. My babe needed to get that off her chest. I did. Tonight. I saw that. I saw so many her stuff. I said, ooh, all y'all go to Golden Corral. All y'all. She assassinated all y'all. Just <laughs> get y'all broke asses out of here. All their egos was laid down. Man. They knew. <laughs> hey, man, if you're going to ask her out, don't fucking they take her to no fucking buffet, man. And then I was mad because I saw that she they, they bullied her into going out with the girl. Wow. And I told her, I said, girl, you better sit your bougie ass down. I'm okay. It's somebody out there that'll appreciate your bougie. Yeah. You appreciate mine. I do. I love the fuck. I don't eat at buffets. I, like when I told I told the girl, I said, listen, I get it. At, babe, do I eat at buffets? You do not. Why well, don't I? Uh, because you told me when white people be coming through the line, they be shaking their hair and shit. And they get particles in the food. And I was like, fuck them buffets. Because <laughs> listen, I don't need that shit in my life. I do not need their hair follicles in my teeth, my nigga. So... We don't fucking do buffets at all. Like, <laughs> well, that's, I got her to go to one buffet in Indianapolis. It's called Journeys. It's a seafood buffet. And this just ain't any kind of buffet. This motherfucker's out of this world. And we did the casino buffet because that's like five star. Yeah. It costs like 30 to get in that bitch. Yeah, right on. So we're going to do them casino. Yeah. But we're not just doing like your old regular but My babe don't do them. Nah. I I ain't, I've never been inside Golden Corral. Su- I don't even fucking suggest them. To her when we go out to eat we're gonna have to find some other kind of shit to eat besides that so and you know what i respect your standard i love you for having standards that lets me know that you're not the type of woman that'll just accept any old thing oh no and i, I don't care what ladies what motherfuckers want want to lead you to believe keep your motherfucking standards that shit's important listen niggas got standards out here they're not just fucking around with any old any old body and if they are they doing it because they want something out of it um but i'm telling you ladies hold on to your standards that shit's important when motherfuckers see you got standards they gotta raise the bar up a little bit thank you that's basically what if they want to meet you at your level they gotta get their shit together ain't nothing wrong with that shit and that's not your responsibility to make sure they get their shit together so they can meet you at your standard that you prefer let them motherfuckers be grown and do it they own goddamn self if you a grown motherfucker out here and you got a job, get you a second job so you can buy you your own motherfucking car. Okay? Just do what the fuck you got to do. Don't ask your woman to, well, why can't you come get me? Because that's not how this shit goes down. And if that's the kind of motherfucker you are, don't, claim, don't be out here claiming that you a stud. Because that's not how the real ones do it. I'm just going to keep it 100% real with y'all. My woman a gentle stone. I try to be. I, I mean, I've always tried to be open respectful. Open doors and not stores. pull out chairs. That's future shit. I'm going to be opening stores. I'm manifesting okay, it right now. Okay, go ahead and claim that shit. But you know what? And I'm not trying to act like I'm better than anybody else. That's not the case. But I understand what it means to be chivalrous. I understand what it means to have manners, to be respectful. Um, you know what I mean? And just to respect the ladies just in general. And, and if that makes me weak to some of y'all, then, you know, so be it. My wife don't complain about it. No. I can tell you that right now. And some of you motherfuckers out here real lonely, out here being real hard by yourself. Your crusty toed, <laughs> ashy ankle motherfucking selves because you want it to be hard. So now you lonely as fuck. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. It's not even worth it. Well, on that note, 
That wraps up this week's episode of Lady in the Stud. Is that it? Be sure to share and subscribe and leave us some love. Yep. You can email us at ladyandstud at gmail.com mm-hmm. and find us on Instagram, Lady yep. in the Stud. Yep. We're out. Peace.